I'm Marissa Donnelly, host of the Vulnerability Podcast, a podcast series focused on being vulnerable, being emotional, being deep, and talking about topics that people often shy away from. In this podcast series, you'll see stories of faith, hope, inspiration, darkness, frustration, and everything that really challenges us to speak to our human experience and to do so in shedding our skins and being vulnerable. Welcome back to the Vulnerability Podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Donnelly, and today I have Nicole Walker with me, and she is the host and founder of the She Leads Podcast, and I'm just so excited to have her on to speak about her podcast, what she does, and just to share some vulnerability with us. We had an amazing conversation the other day just about how it's so challenging to kind of unpack difficult moments in our lives and how even though it can sometimes bring the best clarity to us, it's it's so difficult. But I'm really excited to have Nicole here to share some of her story with us. So welcome, Nicole. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thanks for this amazing platform. No problem. So let's start. I want to know about She Leads. What was kind of your inspiration in starting that? And can you tell my audience, what what is it? Okay, so She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color is a platform that I created back in, we launched on March 1st, 2018, in commemoration for Women's History Month. And what I do there is I interview female entrepreneurs of color about life and entrepreneurship and the topics that we talk about kind of center on self-leadership, mindset, and success strategies for business as well as for personal life. Awesome. And what was the inspiration behind starting that? Okay. So inspiration behind starting She Leads Podcast was me finally wanting to do something with my life in reference to entrepreneurship. I actually tried entrepreneurship three other times in the past and didn't really take it or myself seriously. So I ended up relocating and said, you know what, this time I'm going to take myself seriously. I'm going to take entrepreneurship seriously. And I ended up creating She Leads Podcast because leadership was a tough topic for me. I thought I was the best leader anyone could ever create until I found out otherwise, right? So when I found out some of the true essence of leadership, I wanted to spread that message to other people so that they can understand how to be an effective leader and how to get rid of some of the old behaviors that we've learned that maybe we were treated in a certain way. So we feel that it's okay to treat other people in a certain way and it's not okay, you know, and we need to rewrite the script. So that was the premise behind it being about leadership. In reference to it being about women of color, I've experienced a lot of backbiting amongst women. And I feel like women of color are not celebrated as much. Women of color have a double disadvantage by being a person of color, as well as by being a woman. And in my experiences in corporate America and just in life in general, we don't get our fair shake. So this was me being a representation for the underrepresented, which is why She Leads Podcast focuses on showing women of color and their strides in the world. And then I combined the two previously, but they're kind of separate. In reference to it being women, it's also to show that we're better together, that regardless of our shade, regardless of our industry, regardless of whatever makes us different, we're all women and we should hold hands and we should celebrate each other and encourage each other. And it's sort of the topic that we'll be talking about 
in relation to some of my experiences in the past, which led to that in reference to being bullied and, and things like that. So to show that we're better together and that treating people nicely and encouraging them and celebrating them feels a lot better than finding something wrong with them and ridiculing them. Absolutely. You just shared so many wonderful things. I kind of want to unpack all of them. Um, you said a really profound comment about leadership, and I appreciate you being vulnerable and talking about your own leadership challenges and things that you faced. Um, I feel like with with leaders in particular, and as people try to grow as entrepreneurs, there's two folds to that. There's the, you know, you want to be a great leader, and so you want to be really strong, and you want to kind of empower people and, and be very confident. And, and with that comes, I think, some competition. You know, like you said, you want to be the best, and you kind of want to see yourself as the best. And then there's the flip side of that is kind of recognizing, well, some of the best leaders are people who lead others, which I think is kind of, it, it seems like maybe that's where Sheen Leads podcast began is your recognition of, hey, you know, maybe I can be a better leader in leading other people and helping them to grow as leaders as well. Yes, for sure. So I experienced a lot of, hmm, I guess it would be intimidation. Right. Because I'm a very bright individual. You know, I have a, a shine within me that shines whether I try to hide it or not. Mm -hmm. And from what I experienced is that even some of my leaders may have been intimidated by me, may. May have, I guess, worried about whether I was going to dim their light, my light dimming theirs. Right. And because of that, they didn't want to recognize you. They didn't want to teach you certain things. And I believe that's so false. And we need to get away from this learned behavior because to me, the goal should be for the student to surpass the teacher, right? Because to me, that shows that that's a great teacher. So instead of thinking that a person that you help out is going to take your place, how about thinking that you're continuing your legacy by helping more and more people and you would want the student to surpass the teacher, because to me, that shows how great of a teacher you are if this person hit the ground running based off of something that you gave them. So I think that that behavior needs to it needs to, to be dismissed. And we need to, like you said, empower people. The tagline for my podcast is be empowered and empower on. Right. Empower others because it speaks so much to your character and it continues your legacy. And in my eyes, no one can take anything that's meant for you. And if they do get something before you or what have you, then that just means that that was their time. But if you keep pushing, it could be your time as well if that's something that was meant for you. So that's the background between behind that in reference to people helping other people and empowering other people, as opposed to getting these people and wanting to keep them down and wanting to hide their light and wanting to take their recognition and things like that. I'm totally against that kind of behavior. And unfortunately, I, I experienced it time and time again and still do experience it because I am still in corporate. So it's just a sad reality that we live in. Yeah, I, I resonate with that as well, because one of the reasons that I started my business and my platform was because I really wanted to help other people find their creative and professional voices and you know, help them to discover how they could become stronger writers. And it was, I, I feel like I got a lot of pushback on that and, you know, personally struggled with dealing with editors in the past that, you know, that they just want to tell you, you know, here's what you have to work on. Okay, bye. And it was such a dismissive. I never felt like I was working with people who really wanted to help build me and really mm -hmm. help me grow. And it's like, why not? You know, that's, those are the people that are the leaders that are really successful in their industries when they're willing to 
invest in others and really help them. And yet I, I face that time and time again, where people, it seemed like, you know, I'll only give you this little bit of information to help you a little bit, but then you kind of have to figure it out on your own. And while that's great, because we want to empower people to make their own solutions, I think some of the best leaders are the ones that give away their secrets and say, here's how you can become successful. I love what you said about the best teachers have their students surpass them. That's such an uncommon belief, but it's actually very important. You're a great teacher if your students are more successful than you because you've taught them everything you know, and now they're moving from that place. And it does continue that legacy. Yes. And to me, it even stops innovation, right? Like if you're making a person reinvent the wheel, like why are we making people reinvent the wheel? Give people a script, allow them to be successful, and then even see how far they are able to take it because that'll make creativity and innovation happen so much faster. To me, like people are slowing businesses down by thinking that they have to hoard stuff and wanting to make people figure things out for themselves. Like, why do I have to figure out something that's already known, especially known within our own team, right? To me, that's a scarcity mentality. Like they think, oh, you know, if I give this away, it's going to be nothing left for me. It's going to make me insignificant. And to me, the only thing that can make you insignificant is your mindset and the way you act. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. I wonder, do you think it's because people are worried? You know, you said the opposite of this, that if we help people, instead of reinventing the wheel, you know, like let's help people get to a certain point and then that's where their uniqueness and individuality shines. But I wonder if it's people are scared of the opposite. Like, oh, if I tell somebody how to do this, then they didn't figure it out like I did. Well, and that, you know what? And that's what it is. It's it's like, oh, I had to figure it out. So you do too. No, you paid the price to make it easier for other people. Like, let's just think that if the world really was based on that, how far back would we really be as people? You know, like if you already paid the price, why make other people pay the price? No one can go back and change what you paid the price for. Right. So thank you to you for paying that price. But why are you making other people suffer? Because maybe you looked at yourself as having to suffer. Consider yourself as a gift to other mm-hmm. people, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to, oh, this is what I experienced. So you have to, too. Like, let's let go of that. Like, the, especially the other person has nothing to do with what you had to experience. It's not their fault. So why are they being held accountable for that? Yeah, that's very true. If you've gone through something painful, you can look at it as a gift that you're giving other people so that they don't have to experience that same difficult road. Exactly. Like I'm a mother, right? So it's some things that I experienced that I never want my children to experience, you know? So maybe if people thought about it, how they would treat their children, like, would you not teach your child some of the things that you learned because of your hardship, because it's like, oh, I had to go through it. So they do too. Like you wouldn't treat your kids like that. And you wouldn't want anyone else to treat your children like that. So why are you treating other humans that way? Yeah, that's, that's really true. It's so, it's so funny when we put the parenting lens on things, how much it shapes the way we think. I wish we had some of the same values and thought processes across the board through business and through other other facets of the world. Because when we look at our our children, yeah, you're right. I would never say, oh, well, I want you to suffer like I did. So you know how it feels and you can learn a lesson. That doesn't, doesn't make sense. No, let the lesson be in you giving them the knowledge. Look, I went through this. So you don't have, you don't have to, as opposed to I did. So you have to like, that's, that's so negative and we need to change the narrative. Absolutely. So you mentioned one of the 
the driving forces behind the She Leads podcast was some of the negative experiences that you've gone through and some that you're still going through. And kind of that was the motivation for creating this platform to allow women, especially women of color, to have a voice. Can you speak on that? Yes. So in relation to just feeling like, and a lot of women of color experience this, like you just can't get ahead. No matter how hard you try, what you do, unfortunately, it's even like an unwritten rule that women of color have to work double as hard, triple as hard to be even considered equal. And then a lot of times we still aren't considered equal. So that was some of the premise in relation to wanting to create a platform just for women of color. But then amongst women of color is a totally different context, which is colorism. Right. So it's basically a hidden prejudice against women of color of different shades, because in history, a lighter skin has been looked at as better. Darker skin has been looked at maybe as worse, you know, and then there's a unconscious bias or maybe it's even conscious of some light skinned people thinking that they're better, you know, and we need to stop treating each other badly, knowingly and unknowingly. None of us can control the shade of our skin, but yet we measure each other up by it. And I'm grateful that I've never measured anyone by it, but unfortunately I've experienced some of the hardship because of this ingrained behavior. And honestly, I'm a black woman, so it I know it comes from slavery in in my culture, but I know that this also happens in in Spanish culture, in Indian culture, and other people of color where it's this class system of shades, which it should be more, it should be about people and about humans and about what we have to offer and not about the color of our skin. Yeah. I'm just so, I'm so interested in understanding some of the the colorism because as a white woman, when I think about racism, I guess I've just never thought about it existing within your own community and how difficult that must be to combat because I'm sure wanting to join women of color together is your ultimate goal with your podcast. And then to kind of have that within your audience, within your network, that people are still kind of fighting against one another. Yes, it was this underlying rule that light skins have it all together or they get the fair shake. But yet my own people were singling me out. They were judging me, thinking that I thought I was better than anyone else. And I've never thought that, you know, all I've ever wanted to do was feel like I belonged and fit in. But yet for most of my life, I was singled out and I was bullied and I was I was alone, you know, so I never really felt like I belonged anywhere. Right. Because amongst my people, I guess I wasn't dark enough to be you know, in in their group, but yet I'm not white, so I'm not in their group, right? And then I'm very fair-skinned, so then I would maybe gravitate towards Spanish people, but yet I'm not Spanish, so I'm not in their group either. So now I'm this lonely soul that's just looking to be a part of a group, but yet I don't quote-unquote fit into anyone's group because my skin is too light or because my skin is too dark, or because I don't speak the language that they speak. So it was a very, very lonely experience, right? And, and it, you know, it came with certain things, like even the names I was called, like Light Bright, and Light Bulb, mm-hmm. and Casper, and White Girl, and, you know, and it's like, 
thanks, <laughs> but no thanks, right? Because I didn't ask my parents to for their genes or, you know, to create my skin to be this color. This is something that I have no control over, right? But yet I am here. This is me. And why can't I be accepted, right? I've even been told things like you're acting light skin. Like, what does that even mean? You know, I've never knew what that means, but now I'm starting to think more, I guess, is I'm acting like I know it all or like I think I'm better or whatever when I've always been an outspoken individual, which I don't think it has anything to do with my color. It's because my grandmother who helped to raise me allowed me to have a voice. I was able to just say how I felt. So that's how I grew up. Why does that have to be attributed to the color of my skin? And um, recently I actually watched the Netflix series Self Made, which is a story on Madam C.J. Walker's life. And it was a part of the movie that I could actually really relate to. It was Madam C.J. Walker's competition, the lady who first created the hair product, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone thought that she was better, you know, her, she was actually mixed. So her hair was longer, right? And then it's a part of the movie where she's just in the house all alone and she's on the phone with her mother and her mother's like, well, you're light skinned. Well, you're, you know, you're light skinned. You, you have it all or something like that. But yet on the other side of the phone, she was alone. Yeah. Wow. I just want to thank you for being so vulnerable and being so willing to share these difficult moments, because I think from the outside for everyone's experience, we don't see that behind the scenes. We don't see the person being lonely right? We see the podcast, we see the success, we see the person standing in front of their audience and speaking about, you know, their business success, or, you know, we see, we hear the voice on the podcast sounding so strong. So I really appreciate you peeling back the layers and being really transparent about what goes on behind the scenes, because a lot of, a lot of what I've noticed in in life is that we, we want to show our best parts, right? But sometimes the best parts of us and our, our lives come from really painful places. Yes, I agree. And you're welcome. I think it's so amazing that you've taken these experiences that you've gone through. And for anyone listening, you know, we all have different things that we go through in life. And some of the most painful things, you know, we want to shy away from them and we want to pretend they didn't happen sometimes or just, you know, move forward and and forget about it. But I just want to comment on the fact that, you know, you came from this feeling of loneliness and feeling like you didn't belong. And now you've created a platform for all women of color to belong. That's so powerful. Yes, yes. It's so funny that um, when I was just taking some time this morning to think about the interview with you and knowing the topic that we were going to cover, it reminded me of a note that I wrote in my phone and I didn't know how long ago I wrote the note, but the note was important to me. So I remember writing it and I went back and scrolled through the notes of my phone and I wrote this note back on October 12th, 2017. And it actually says, light-skinned girls don't have it all. Every girl does, you know? And I think that was actually right before I even thought of creating a podcast, you know? So I'm amazed to see how the building blocks were coming together before I even knew it. But that's the whole premise is that we all are great. We are better together. 
you know, let's look towards what makes us alike and similar as opposed to what makes us different because we're more alike than we give ourselves credit for, you know, and we all experience pains and ups and downs and woes and we should try to lessen those as opposed to making them more by figuring out ways that we're different or pointing at each other instead of trying to embrace each other. Absolutely. And with that, you know, still recognizing people for their differences and for the color of their skin in a positive way, but also working to unify. I think speaking as a white woman, what I've unintentionally done in the past is tried to say, oh, we're, we're all the same. Let's work together. And I've learned that that is very diminishing. So I want to speak to to that as well, that we still want to recognize people for who they are and for their differences in a positive light while still aiming for us to work together and to feel equal and to have equally empowered voices. Yes, yes, that's a great point, right? Because I have experienced, hmm, I don't know if I want to say a lot, but just some backlash for people like, why are you only featuring women of color, you know? And it's so funny because initially I did want to feature all women, but I took a moment to think about just the differences amongst women, which like I said, when I started is that, you know, you get, you don't get a fair shake if you're a person of color. You don't get a fair Mm -hmm. shake if you're a woman. So if you take a step back, that's two fair shakes that women of color don't get, you know, and that's something that white women can't understand. That was the reason behind Sheely's podcast. Like, it's not because I've been asked, was I racist? It's not because I'm racist. It's just because I feel like this is a voice that needs to be heard, you know, and that deserves the recognition that they've often not received. So, it's showing the celebration of that difference, but never wanting to take away from any other woman in this world. Absolutely. And that's how I felt when you first told me about your platform. It's not that it's taking away from me and, oh, you know, that's not fair that I don't get to speak on it. I I was excited to hear that you had dedicated it specifically to women of color. And so that platform doesn't take away from my experience. It just acknowledges and represents in others. And so that's why I was excited to have you to speak on the Vulnerability Podcast to share about your platform. And so for women of color and founders and leaders who are listening, hopefully that can give all of you an opportunity as well to just continue to find ways to share our voices because I think it's so important and it's so important for us to recognize that we all have different experiences and walks of life, but we can be different and we can celebrate our differences and we can also band together and celebrate us as a whole, our togetherness. Yes, I agree. And it goes back to the point that you made earlier about being a leader. I think, again, being a strong leader is about building one another up and not focusing in on our individual experience or the small experience of our group, but, you know, celebrating that and then finding ways to build one another to create a community because that's what's going to really bring about change and hope for people listening who feel alone especially there's hope yes yes and hope is a very powerful thing and I feel like for a long time a lot of people especially 
people of color and then women of color have felt hopeless, you know, hopeless in corporate America, hopeless in maybe even in high school or college, you know, where you just feel like you don't belong or you feel like no one understands. But yet I find it to be amazing that women of color are the largest group that are, or I think it's even black women are the largest group that are becoming entrepreneurs because mm-hmm. now it has, the, the tide has changed and we've realized that no one's necessarily going to give it to us. We have to understand our own greatness and go get it. It is that hope that even if no one else celebrates you, even if people don't recognize you, you have to recognize yourself. You have to try to right the wrongs in this world as opposed to going along with them and then continuing them on. So it is that hope, hope of a better day, hope of people understanding and hope of just giving the world something great. Absolutely. Nicole, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your truth, for being authentic about the things that you've gone through and and willing to open up because I know that's not easy. And so I just thank you for coming on here, sharing your story about your podcast. And I hope that listeners who resonate can reach out to you. Um, do you have a website for the podcast? Yes, you can go to NicoleWalker.net forward slash blog. And that's N-I-C-O-L-E-W-A-L-K-E-R period net N-E-T forward slash blog b-l-o-g and there you can find all of the information about the podcast the different podcast episodes and from my website you can link out to all of my social media i am most present on facebook so you can also find she leads podcast on facebook at she leads podcast and that's s-h-e-l-e-a-d-s p-o-d-c-a-s-t